Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, nonfiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Couple peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 175 of Psychotic and Iconic. Pause here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back, man. What a wild week. What a wild weekend. That was insane. <laughs> We them boys for real. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you got explaining to do. I, I will. I'll you will. Explain. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, it's I can't good. wait to hear this one. Um, I want to get right into it tonight because we got a lot of shit to cover since we're only doing one show a week. Uh, let's start off with your fantasy freak and geek of the week. All right. So the easy route is Devin Cheney, 18 carries, 203 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns on the ground. And he also have four catches for 30 yards and two touchdowns through the air. That was my freak of the week. If you started... Every single Dolphins player, you would have scored 205 fantasy points this week. That Man, is absolutely insane. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's my that's my freak of the week. Okay. Is that yours? Yeah. I mean, right, the, right. here's the thing. You could try and get, like, go a different route, but he deserves that honor because that was you a could, performance of a lifetime. You could lean most Moster, but uh, like, Tyreek Hill, he had a great game. He had 30 fantasy points and it got overlooked. But 30. the thing is, is because Devin and Chain came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it, I picked True. him up. Last week, and I dropped him. Mm-hmm. So For it's who? like, oh my God, Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims is all right, though. He's all right, but he's with some shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. he's with the shit. Yeah. So, um, who was your geek of the week? So, uh, all right. So, yours is Devin Achaney, you too? Of course. I, I, I'll give an honorable mention, too. I'm going to say Keenan Allen. The guy had 18 catches with 20 targets, 215 yards, a passing touchdown with 49 yards through the air. That was, which is uh, a bomb to Mike Williams. Absolutely a dime, too. He was my freak of the week if yeah. I, if it wasn't for Devin Achaney. Keenan Allen was awesome. I'm so upset. I have him in um, in my other league. I wish I had him in this league because he's, he's really good. And we talked about that when we were going into fantasy. Mm-hmm. We were saying, like, Keenan Allen with Kellen Moore is going to assume the C.D. Lamb role. It's targets galore. It's targets galore. And not for nothing, the other freak of the week that I can mention is um, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. He had 19 targets. Yeah, he was he was excellent. He was awesome. He had 40 points. Yep. So, but um, my geek of the week was Derrick Henry. Damn, that was mine too. Bro, you got 11 carries for 20 yards? Yeah. Look, I know Cleveland's defense is top five, and they might be better than that. Um, but there's some concern with Derrick Henry. Mm. Tajay Sharp isn't eating into his carries yet, but I believe that there is, if you're a Derek fantasy, a Derek Henry fantasy owner, there is cause for concern here because he he's kind of looking like the wall is approaching and the Titans aren't very good. 
So their game script is never going to be in his favor because, I mean, I look, I know they stay close with the Chargers, but I don't see them getting better. D-Hop has been a regular degular. He's not being very impactful. So I'm, I think uh, Derrick Henry is a concern. He's not getting – so Tajay Spears is not getting more carries than than, than than Henry. However, Tajay Sharp – I mean, Tajay Sharp. Tajay Spears is out-snapped Derrick Henry 56% to 38% this week. And this is the second time this season where he has out-snapped Derrick Henry. What is going on in Tennessee? Is it trade brewing where they're trying to keep <laughs> him fresh and they're trying to, you know, they're going to make some moves here? Um, or something, because when you have a talent like Derrick Henry, no way in hell should Tajay Spears be taking up any of his work like that. Ooh, like I'm talking him. 56%. He's playing more than half the snaps. Derrick Henry's playing a third of the snaps. Derrick Henry, right? We're not talking Joe Mixon. We're not talking the other mid-tier backs. We're talking Derrick Henry here. This guy is a certified lock to get 15 rushing, 1,500 rushing yards a year, 10 touchdowns. He's a goddamn freak. And you're telling me Tajay Spears is eating up this much work? I'm concerned if I'm a Derrick Henry owner. I would be looking to to make some moves. Me too, because you can get you'll get value just on his name alone. Absolutely. But I mean there's something's is, going on in Tennessee. Yeah, there is cause for concern. I do think that they are gearing up to get Will Levis in there. How effective he'll be, I don't know, because Traylon Burks doesn't really look like anything special. D hop just D hop's not D hop. Oh, he doesn't really have the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. To support so, him. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if Will Levis can do that. But D-Hop really never really had another uh, quarterback to to yeah. really work with uh, in his career. He's always had, like, the the highs yeah. and the lows. Yeah, like the mid the yeah. mid guys. So, like, and he's always been great. Fantastic, actually. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I always – I used to argue all the time back in the day. D-Hop was the best receiver in the game. I mean, he was putting up – he was putting up the the, num- the same numbers as all the other premier receivers. Yeah. And he was doing it – Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage, Matt Schaub. He was doing it with bums. DeAndre Hopkins is the poster child for the argument against you need a quarterback. Correct. He really is the poster child for that argument because like what, what you said, he was outstanding with these mid-tier quarterbacks. And he was getting putting up at 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. It didn't matter. He was he was like, I don't want to say the first one, but he was he was a foolproof, he was a fantasy proof player. Yeah. Every week you plugged him in, you had 15 to 20 points with ease. It's like, oh, damn, their they're starting quarterback got hurt in Houston. Oh, it's all good. It don't matter for D-Hop, bro. It's it's the next man up, and he's still going to get 100 yards and a tutty. It never it never. It didn't matter. So, yeah, he I is said, the post child for that. I love D-Hop, dude. I always do. Yeah, he gets my respect for that regard. Um, all right, let's get into these games. We had some wild ones. We're going to start off the Eagles. Um, smack the Bucks 25 to 11, improved to 3-0. Are you encouraged or discouraged by this win? Oh, I got to be encouraged by this. The defense played absolutely outstanding. They only gave up like, what, 40-something rushing yards. Um, The offense sputtered at moments. Um, I'm questioning the play call. However, the Eagles Eagles are 3-0 without playing their best game. I'd rather be 3-0 with issues that I can correct than be 0-3 on issues I can't correct. So for me, I, I'm very encouraged with the Eagles. Um, it, it was it's going to be a tough game with Tampa because it's on the road. It's Monday night, and you know you don't know what to expect with them because it's it's early for the tip for, for, for the Bucks. They were two and zero coming to the game. Their defense has been playing outstanding, but um, I, I am encouraged by the win. I will say that no, I'm encouraged too. Um, I think the Eagles have gotten to a point where people just expect them to win, and unless they win in dominating fashion, they're not going to get the credit that they deserve. Um, but 
to go in there, they're two and zero. They they were smacking Baker Mayfield, mm. and Baker Mayfield ain't the best quarterback in the world. But here's the thing too: Mike Evans dropped some really important passes. Yeah, like the one Baker put right in his hands. He had to jump a little bit, but that's Mike Evans. Yeah, he catches that, and you yeah, get a field goal in that first drive. True, and that those are just momentum swinging plays that 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 make or break the game as you're playing momentum yeah it's and you're um, home but i'm just i'm just encouraged by it dude the eagles are doing eagle things however jalen hurts and the offense still don't look sharp and i'm the, my biggest concern is that with jalen hurts and josh allen in this matter they look like i don't know if it's them or if it's the team telling them they look timid when they run the ball there's no design runs. Like Lamar had 14 carries. Lamar's a running quarterback. His legs are part of his game. He needs that to be successful. I believe Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen need the same thing, but Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts don't seem to be doing it. So I'm definitely concerned about that. But I mean, overall, what more do you want? You're three and up. The Eagles are probably, I mean, I think they're 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 just facing a different front. They're facing uh a different defense. There's there's a quarterback spot now, you know, like now you got to take account for his rushing. So now they're gonna say, okay, beat us through the air. Well, he is 23 of 37, 277 yards and a touchdown. I know he had two picks, they were awful picks, but it didn't cost him the game. It wasn't like, you know, anything, you know, momentum building or whatever for the other team. I just think they were just two costly uh interceptions that were just boneheaded like he threw yeah. the one to Devin white that was literally right there but that could have been a miscommunication with him and the receiver um i don't know who it was on top of my head but i remember the um the it looked like the receiver ran the wrong route he was supposed to cut out and said he went in and he threw it to Devin white on the flat so that's but, you know but those things that you can correct it wasn't like it was like a bad read where he didn't read the defense it was just i think the the wide receiver ran the wrong route and he, he didn't anticipate uh, Devin White being right yeah, there. I, look, I'm that not happens. even worried about that. And, but here's the thing: I I look at that play, and then on the flip side, did you, the throw he made to Zacchaeus for the touchdown, stepping up in the pocket, throwing it, leading him perfectly. It was beautiful. Those are just throws that two years ago people said Jalen Hurts couldn't make. Jalen Hurts can make those throws. Jalen Hurts can play from the pocket. Yeah, he can. It's just the offense hasn't looked explosive yet. Like Dallas Goddard is still. I look. I know he had. I think he had five catches. He's running three yard outs. I don't understand what's going on with Dallas Goddard. They have a lot to figure out on offense. But again, I would rather figure it out while you're winning. I don't want them to peak now. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not overly concerned, though, with Hurts. Uh, I mean, I'm more concerned about the offensive play calling. Look, the first drive, I mean, outside the first drive, I don't mind going for it there. I, I, I did not mind the Eagles going for it in the 15-yard line in Bucks territory in the first drive. I just didn't mind it because we oh, had no, a success. No, we had a success rate of getting the first down historically with Jalen Hurts, right? So the history is on our side on that. Two, the Eagles Eagles offense is better than the Bucks defense, regardless, right? And the Eagles defense is better than the Bucks offense. So we are expecting to be in these type of situations throughout the game, which the Eagles pretty much were. So I don't mind going for it there on 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 the uh, on the 15 yeah they didn't convert but so what i knew the eagles would get more opportunities throughout the game um it, it's not like you're playing against the ravens defense from 2000 where points become scarce and you know well, what i mean like you know what it is for me you have brandon staley going for it on fourth and one from his own 30 with his backup running back 
It's it wasn't that situation. Mm -hmm. You can go down into the other territory, yeah. and not for nothing, your run game was excellent last night. Sure. So you can ha you have that trust in them to 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 uh, to get you there. However, I didn't like the running back that was in there to get the. And I was just, and yes. that's where I was getting yeah. ready to lead us into the next part of this conversation was is who do you think moving forward should handle the bulk of the carries? Because to me, it's 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 obvious and it's evident. It's not even a question. It's DeAndre Swift. I mean, he's averaging seven yards a carry this year. I mean, why are we not feeding him the ball even more? He's second in yards in total rushing yards for the season, and he only had I think right. one carry or four carries in game one. Yeah, I just again like it comes back to the offensive play calling for me. Like if like you know Swift is getting big chunks of plays every time he's touching the ball. Why are we taking him out for Kenneth Gainwell? I I, I just it's it's just seems like it's a little bit too forced to kind of like ease him back into the RB one role. Who? game well oh I got like you. i feel like yeah. the eagles are forcing it to a degree like i like i get the split carries i get it but you got to run with the hot hand here swift is getting eight nine yards a carry and you're you're going to take him out for game well to me that doesn't make any sense i mean and here's here's what circles back with the, the play calling second drive that ended in a field goal is what i want to discuss score is zero zero eagles are in the red zone for the second straight drive and they just shot themselves in the foot First and 10 on the Bucks 13-yard line. Eagles throw an incomplete pass to Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll, all right, on, 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 on first down. <laughs> then second down, they have a penalty, right? So then it became second and 15. Then they go to Goddard on third, on, on second and third down. Incomplete, incomplete. Don't you have A.J. Brown? Don't you have Devontae Smith? Don't you have a running back that's getting you eight yards per carry? Goddard. What are we doing? Why are you not even getting Jalen Hurts even a, 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 a rush or something something designed for him to get into the end zone? I mean, this, this is the type of shit that doesn't make me uh, comfortable with the Eagles moving forward in terms, of their, in terms of their play calling. However, they still won the game. But if they can, like... Stop being stupid and actually feed your players in the red zone. That, that, that you know the top premier guys and AJ Brown and Smith, you're going to be a lot more successful than going to fucking Jack Stoll and Goddard. It, I, I just don't understand that. To me, that was like a big eye opener for me. I'm just like the play calling's got to get better. Yeah. Um. The like I said, I, I think it will over time. It's just a matter of them getting used to each other. But again, dude, it all comes down to we're having these conversations and they're undefeated. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I get it. No, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather have these issues that you can correct because these are fixable issues. And the thing is, on the on the flip side of this, like, I know the Bucs are 2-1 and one, and with Baker Mayfield's um, reputation, people think that it's automatically going to go south. I don't feel that way. I, I really don't. And it's because, again, like, we go back to the Mike Evans drops. Those are big key drops that he doesn't make. Now he made that one hand to catch over Reed Blankenship. That was amazing. It was insane. Um, but it's like the Bucs are, are actually a very good team. They're, they're good. solid. They're solid. They're Their defense solid is very impressive. They're all, they're gonna be they're gonna be a very annoying team to play in weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17. Yeah. If they're fighting for a playoff spot, if they're playing spoiler. They're gonna they're gonna be a pain in the ass later on down the line. It's so funny because I feel like like teams are defined by the attitude of their quarterback. It is like Baker Mayfield. He's like that hothead dude that like he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's but he's a teammate, ultimate teammate. He's gonna go. He's gonna go to war for you. That's kind of how the Bucks play. Where if you're like a team that's led by Tom Savage, you ain't getting that kind of results throughout the entire team. You're sweet. You're sweet. Right, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Now. I'm, root, I'm rooting for them though. Um, and now we're gonna go to the team and the head coach that got Baker Mayfield the starting job. 
in Tampa. Um, the Bengals beat the Rams 19 to 16, get their first win of the season. Um, do you think the Rams came back down to earth or do you think the Bengals found their stride? I actually think the Rams came back down to earth a little bit. Puka Nuka had five catches for 72 yards. This guy was putting up like 12 and a half catches. For the, the first two weeks, he was averaging 12 and a half catches, 133 yards in the first two games. Kieran Williams looked pedestrian to me. 10 carries for 38 yards on the ground. He didn't really do much. But in the first two weeks, he was impactful. He was scoring. He, he was getting a red zone touchdowns. He was punching it in. Didn't look like they were had they had any type of flow going on. And I, I just don't think the Rams have anybody to step up. Because if Puka Nuka doesn't do that in the first couple of weeks, we're having a different conversation about the Rams' uh, you know, offensive weapons. Because I don't know who else they're going to turn to. Uh, well, here's the thing. I know everybody's saying this. And I'm not just saying it because I haven't been fantasy. He's been outstanding. He's a wide receiver 12. Tutu Atwell looks like a, a legitimate wide receiver. Like He doesn't look like a bum. No, he looks pretty good. I thought he was going to score. He should have had two touchdowns. Like, yeah, he should have had two touchdowns. He got robbed. He got robbed. He was um, definitely in. But dude, I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that when Cooper Cups comes back in two weeks that Puka is going to be on the other side of him. I, I don't think so either. It's it's going to depend on the skill set too. Like I think Tutu Atwell will probably work better on the outside because yeah. because of his speed. And the thing is too with uh, going back to the Rams, um, their offensive line looked more like what I think people thought their offensive line was going to look like. Mm. It was getting overwhelmed by Hendrickson. Yeah, they were just getting to Matt Stafford. He was a beast. Um, but I don't. I think the Rams came back down to earth. Uh, the Bengals didn't turn a corner. To be honest, I was actually pretty discouraged by their performance. Joe Burrow's hurt. Plain and simple. And the Bengals can't go anywhere with Joe Burrow limping around the field. Is he hurt or is he struggling? <clears throat> He's hurt. He has a hurt calf. It's it's I mean, look at his numbers. He's not struggling like that. I don't know because this calf injury. Of course not, because if it was Josh Allen, well, look, it, it, he would just be it would just be his calf. I'm not I'm not bagging on Burrow right now. I'm not. I'm I'm really not. But this injury report came out last week, so what? So you can't explain the first two weeks then. The first two nah, weeks look like Nick. He hurt his calf. He hurt he his calf and it kept him out the preseason was, and the last three weeks of practice. I would say this was his better game that he had over the first two weeks. It was, but he was out for training camp. Statistically, maybe not. No, because, he, because of his interceptions. What was he? No, I don't even, he just wasn't very good. Yeah, he, I mean, look, he, he they didn't score. He didn't throw a touchdown pass, right? No, and the problem is, too, with Burrow is when you have a guy who can't, who, like, he's not the most athletic guy. He can get out of the way, and he's mobile. But when you have an offensive line that already blows, and you're limped on a calf, it's just a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Bengals are going to face because I don't know how that injury gets better. Number one, behind that offensive line, and number two, by playing. Are you encouraged or discouraged by by Burrow's performance? Totally discouraged. You're totally discouraged. Totally. He's so hurt. you're not encouraged on the fact that he won on a bad calf. They, no. won the, they won the game. No, they did. But I think it was against an inferior opponent, and I think that just like for me with with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is too good. Hmm. I like I'm not going to sit here and say that you had a good game just because you won and you throw no touchdown passes, and you, you just look you look slow and you look out of it. He does. He looks at they, they, that offense as a whole is just they look like they look like a disaster. Something's going on in in Cincy. Something is going on because ain't no way in hell him and Burrow 
uh, uh, Burrow and T. Higgins have a disconnection like this. Week one, he had he had eight targets, zero catches. Week two, he had an excellent game, right? It looked like the, the T. Higgins of old, which I did say he was a uh, a fantasy star too yeah. that week, which was fire because he went, he went bananas. And then this week, he had two catches on eight targets. So you're telling me in those two games, week one and week three, he had two catches on 16 targets for 21 yards. That's not that's not a prolific wide receiver numbers. Uh, that's that's a connection that is struggling. There's something going on with her. I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. Something is going on because Jamar Chase had a fucking outstanding game. He looked like Jamar Chase. He, he had 12 catches for 141 yards, and he was involved in the offense. I don't know what's going on. I just feel like I, I feel like for T. Higgins, it's the contract situation. Because I think, and I, I'm on T. Higgins' side here. T. Higgins is a big part of that offense. Like, if they lose him, do I think they go into the gutter? No, because Tyler Boyd can play out there. So are you saying they're purposely kind of doing this to kind of, like, deflate his numbers to a degree? No, because he's still getting the targets. Right. I just, is is he in his own head where he's kind of, Could like, be. dogging it? Where he's just kind of like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to get hurt. He dropped a couple passes last night where I was surprised. But my thing is, like, a, but does he just not, does he not want to get hurt? And I'm, I'm saying this, I said this with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler is not playing this week. They have their bye week, and yeah, no, he's he's out for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I said, what happens if next when he comes back and he fucking lands wrong on his foot and he's like, oh no, I'm not paid. You're not paying me. I'm not playing. My foot hurts. Go ahead with Josh Kelly. Running backs don't matter. I feel like the players now are trying to prove points in game, and they're just dogging it. I I could be totally. It's wrong taking a love of the game though, man. Because if you know, love the sport, then the money really doesn't matter. Because they say if you love what you do, then money doesn't matter. What I mean, does that go out the window? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But you, like, if I'm you love the of, game of football, you're going to play it regardless of what you're getting paid. I, I don't understand know about the, that. I'm just saying. I don't know tell, about that. They tell average folks like us, agree, right? To be happy and be grateful for all the things that we have and shit like that, right? Yeah. And we make nothing compared to them, but we got to be robotic and they got and and they could be logical. Well, no, I totally agree with that statement. That's, but that's the what problem, I hate. The problem some is bullshit. is that the inmates run the asylum. It's some bullshit. And they it's it's gotten to a point. The NFL is kind of starting to become the NBA. It'll never be as bad as the NBA. But like here's we talked a perfect about example. This, though. We talked about Damian this. Lillard said I'll only play for Miami. Yeah. Toronto's the front runner to land them. Same thing as Kawhi Leonard. I want to go to LA. Now you're going to Canada. That's how it's got to be. I'm not trading you where you want to get traded if I don't like that trade package. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any and sense. And it's like my thing is is like T Higgins, Austin Eckler, you guys want to get paid. All right, Calvin Calvin Ridley. Now Calvin Ridley's not dogging it. So actually that was a bad example, but you have T Higgins and you have Austin Eckler. You guys want to get paid. Go out there and ball. Go out there and earn your money. And I'm not, and here's the thing. I don't know if that's the reason with T Higgins. I'm just guessing because of like you said, he's had one good game in three weeks, but the two bad games were so bad that it's concerning. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not even looking at game two, which is more what T Higgins is. Yeah. You're looking at games one and three because because you're like, okay, now we played that 66% of the time. I'm looking at T Higgins and I'm like, did I make a mistake? Mm. And T Higgins is too good. Yeah. To do that, T. Higgins is a must-start every week. Wide receiver, borderline one, high two, high two, yeah. So it's like you know what I mean, and I don't, and I don't know if it's just a disconnect because he's not as shifty and fast as Chase because Chase is getting more yak. T. Higgins is more the downfield threat, jump, go up and get it. 
with Joe Burrow being hurt, is that causing a problem with the makeshift offensive line that he has because he doesn't have the time for T. Higgins' route to develop? Right. That could be true too, which again, for fantasy purposes, that doesn't spell well. But who I, I don't know about that. I don't. It's just yeah. He so. should he should have been paid though, because T. Higgins is a big part of that offense and a big reason why they've gone to the AFC championship game and the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And could have won both. Yeah, and their offense was so lethal. I mean, you had, like, legit two wide receivers out there, and then you had Tyler Boyd in the slot, and you're like, well, what do we do? You Tyler say, Boyd is the best wide receiver th- best wide receiver three in the league. Tyler Boyd is that good. Hmm. Off the top of my head. I could – is there somebody gotta, you can think of? You got somebody off your that. head? Damn, I don't know. That's a good one. He could be. Tyler Boyd's a 1,000-yard receiver. I got to think on he that. He just has two studs. I, I want to – I got to think about that. Write that shit down. So we could talk about it. After. Yeah, we will. But uh, another good point that I wanted to make, and this is the reason why I think the Rams lost the game. And I, I think this is the reason why they lost the game. Not the only reason. This is actually the reason they lost the game is they went one for on. They went for, they went one for 11 on third down. You will not win many football games going one for 11 on third down. And you could tell the Bengals are struggling because I feel like they have too much talent to not punish teams going one for 11 on third down. I, I, I'm sorry. They, they they failed to convert a fucking third down in three and a half quarters. They got one, four, one third down conversion in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I, I'm very discouraged with the Bengals. I had them out of the playoffs before the season started. I was way off this team. Something – didn't feel right with the Bengals, and I, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking good right now. But, no, you looking more than good. But Pause. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not over yet. I mean, look, the good thing is they won. The yeah. bad thing is they're not playing the Rams every week. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. And I'm pretty sure they, they don't have an easy schedule. No, think things get musty up in there in, in the in the in coming weeks. Yeah, because we looked at the Rams like, oh, this is going to be a win, dub, yeah. dub, dub, and it's like, well, they they got the win, but it was like, ah. Not like the way we expected the Bengals to perform. Now, so um, speaking of musty, how about them Cowboys? Oh, my God. How about them? They were so bad. How about them, Nick? I- I'm not a Cowboy. <laughs> I'm not a Cowboy. I just think they're a good team. You do reverse Cowboy. Ooh. That's the episode. Anyway. I talk. The floor is yours. <laughs> the floor is yours. You can't. Well, hold on. You can't say. You can't say reverse cowboy, and then to say the floor is mine. Why? That's insane, bro. Well, you can't do that. I to was me. setting you up perfectly. Set me up perfectly. Yeah, because here's the thing. That's wild. Fam. I've heard for a very. I've heard now for the past three weeks that to is, a month. That's some crazy shit. I've heard for the last three weeks to a month that they got a tenacious defense. They got the best defensive player you've ever seen. They got a two top five corners, albeit they lost Diggs. I'm sorry to see that. But they still got that dude, Stephon Gilmore. They got that Dak shit. They got Tony Pollard. They got Dowdle. I don't even know his first name, but he looked all right. Rico. Is it Rico? Rico. Rico. Um, so uh, whatchamacallit? They got uh they got Rico Dowdle. What's going on here? You lose, you're a two touchdown favorite to the Cardinals and lose by two touchdowns. Yeah. Floor is yours, sir. My mind is still befuddled <laughs> from what you said, so I'm trying to, like, get back my thoughts here. But, like, all right, let's be serious for a minute. The Cowboys' defense got absolutely shredded on the ground for 222 yards. Did anybody expect that? I didn't expect that. The Cardinals made big plays when it mattered. Cowboys failed in the red zone horribly. 
three trips in the red zone with two ending in field goals and one in the, as an interception. That was a horrible pick by Dak in the red zone. Yeah, what did he see there? I had no idea. I, I he saw the, the Cardinals guy and thought he was a cowboy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. He must have been seeing like stars or something. He must have got hit like somewhere along the line on that drive. But that guy was right in his face. I don't. I couldn't. I can't explain it. But when you score six points and three red zone drives, that's not going to convert to to wins. I don't care who you're playing against. When you only score six total points in three red zone trips, you can lose to anybody. And the Cardinals, they never trailed all game. That's that's the craziest stat of them all. Josh Dobbs was like actually carving them up. But James Conner was going at them. But this might be a wild kind of like thing to say. Oh my god! Let me guess, you're encouraged. No, no, this okay. might be wild to say, but are we like underrating the Car uh, Cardinals to a degree? I will say this about the Cardinals: they play hard. They play hard. They, I'm actually they shocked. They should be two and one. They stay. They kind of if should. they didn't blow that 21 point lead last week to the Giants, this team would be two and they one. Not the fluke. That's that they lost that game. Yo, Jonathan, honestly, yo, honest to God. Jonathan Gannon's coaching his ass off. I don't care is. anybody's fucking well, here, saying. Here's this. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Jonathan Gannon is coaching his ass off. But, say what uh, you need to say. Yeah, damn, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. He is, though. He's coaching his ass off. He has oh, his boys Not right playing. now. If I'm a team, I'm more scared of the Cardinals than I am of the Giants. Yeah, me too. I, think I would I rather play too. the Giants before I would rather play the Cardinals. The Cardinals look better coached. They're playing harder. They just look more like a like a formidable team. Yeah, James when the Conner Giants go out there, the Giants look like they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. I agree with that actually, and I kind of like the Cardinals' weapons. They're they're okay because I think Hollywood Brown is pretty good. Hollywood Brown is one of the most underrated wide receivers. He's he's underrated, he's right? Very good. I think he's very good too. He's just on a shit team, so he gets overshadowed. Yeah, but other than that, he's been playing pretty well. And five catches, 61 yards. Michael Wilson stepped up. I mean, this guy had a one catch for 69 yards. He had that one big catch, and that that's what set him up for the the touchdown. So the, the, the Cowboys, man, they got their ass beat, dude. I think that I'll was, be straight up. That was one of the most funny things I've ever watched because it's just right on schedule. Do you think, because I know you think it's a bump in the road. There's no way that you think they're the same old Cowboys because you can't go back on your word. Hmm. And I know and I know you would never do such things. And I'm just here to tell you, I told you this two weeks ago. Well, I've been saying it for months. I've been saying it for years. It's just, these are the Cowboys. You got Micah Parsons on his, on his podcast talking about, get used to this, Dallas. We're going to the Super Bowl. And six days later, you lose to the fucking Cardinals. Like, that's embarrassing. His podcast should lose subscribers for that. That's embarrassing. They're just the, the Cowboys will always be the Cowboys. You got Dak Prescott making all this money, and I love Dak. 25 of 40, 249, a touchdown and an interception. Not going to cut it. He was the reason why they lost. That interception, I, again, like, I know we were making jokes of it, but I'm being serious here. When you watch that replay, I'm looking. I'm like, bro, what are you looking at? I don't know. There's three guys there. And the guy is the guy is right in front of him, underneath that made the interception. It's just it's my it's mind blowing to me, and it's funny at the same time because now you have the Patriots coming up. That's not that's a coaching mismatch in and of itself. Then you have the 49ers. We're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about these Cowboys in All the right. next three weeks. Put it on record. Where where are the Cowboys going? Where, like, are they going to the NFC Championship game this year? <laughs> No. Are they the second best team in the NFC right no. now? No. 
Who's 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 the second best team right who, now? Who, yeah, rank your NFC teams. I would say right now the best team in the NFC. I would give the edge to the 49ers because I think they're playing more cohesive offensively. Okay. Even though I hate that team. Fair. But the 49ers are the best team in the NFC as of today. And then second, I would say you got to go with the Eagles. I'll probably I'll probably say the Eagles. Is there another team I'm missing? I don't know because you hesitated. So who who was it between? I, I just want to make sure if I'm if I'm missing a team. Hold on. Was it the Eagles and who? I don't. Uh. No, it's the Eagles. The Eagles are the second best team. Eagles, and then who's the third one? The Lions. The Lions? The Lions are better than the Cowboys. That's crazy. The Lions are better than the Cowboys. I don't know about that. The Lions are better than the Cowboys, dude. I don't know about the that. The Lions are better coached. The quarterback is a toss-up. The running game, equal. The wide receivers, you would probably, you would, you would get, well, no, actually, no, no, because I'm taking, because I'm on Raw. CD has been non-existent. Does the CD even have a touchdown this year? CD's been pretty he's been solid this year, actually. But does he does he have a he touchdown? Had a bad, he had a bad game. Does he have a touchdown this year? Uh no, he does not. That's a problem. That is not, a problem. When you're a top 10 receiver, and I'm not even bagging on him. Oh no, no, I agree with yeah, you. No, I'm, you're I, I'm 10, on your side. I'm on your side. Yeah. When you're a top 10 wide receiver, you got to have touchdowns. But that's on Dak just as much as it is on um on CD. More on Dak, because Dak's the one getting him the ball. Sure, I agree with but that. But the Lions to me are, you know what I'm saying? I, I I would I would trust the Lions more than I would trust the Cowboys because Again, here you go. The Cowboys come off two nice wins, and what do they do? They lay an egg. And I even said this. I said that I thought the 49ers, they played the 49ers this week, and I said this is a classic trap game for Dallas. And then I came back on it because it was the Patriots. It's not. Dallas is going to fuck around and be two and three in four, after week five. And I'm just going to sit here laughing because it's like, what else do you need to see? This team can't handle expectations. Michael Parsons is a good defensive player. Michael Parsons is on his podcast talking like he's like he's like that, and he's not. No, he's really like that. No, he's not. He doesn't have a defensive player of the that's year. Crazy. He doesn't have an MVP. Yeah, but that's they all... haven't been to an NFC championship game. They haven't been to a Super Bowl. But that's Bowl. all voting shit, though, dude. Like when you watch him, he li he literally sticks out on the screen every. I single know that. Time. I know that. But you need some watch... accolades to get on a podcast by yourself and talk shit like that. Watch every replay that they do. And you'll see number eleven kind of flashing your screen some way, some way or another. Bro, he was mediocre this game. He didn't do nothing this game. Well, he was completely neutralized by the run game. Let's talk about which that. Which is what you do. You run at Micah Parsons That's, and you neutralize. There you go. You just said it right there. You neutralize him by running after him, running at him. Yeah. So because he's coming full speed, so you're getting you're getting past him. No, that was a good game plan by the Cardinals. But that's the impact that you got to do, right? Like you got to you got you got to do different things just to avoid this guy. That's what that's the impact that he makes on the game. The Cowboys just they just they just were ill prepared. They look like they weren't prepared for this game. They look like they were gonna cakewalk this, you know, cakewalk uh on this team and just completely dominate from the go. So yeah, I, I would say, you know what, I'm gonna say it's the same old Cowboys. It's the same old Cowboys, bro. I mean, they're not prepared to take the next step. Phil, put on welcome back by me. No, it's not welcome back. It's it's <laughs> I look, I I still I still think this team is very, very fucking good. And I think they're they're look, gonna be in the NFC championship game. The Cowboys are are good. I'm not sitting here saying they're trash. They're gonna be in the NFC championship game, Mike. No shot. Watch. And yeah, so NFC championships, NFC championship teams don't lose games like that. I agree with you. And 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 that's where I'm going with. I was I was, so going, I was getting question. there. If on on a serious note here, I'm asking you, I'm asking you dead serious. If they're two and three after the next after week five, are they going to the NFC Championship game? They still could. Why not? It's, I, I ain't say could they still. Well, would, you have, would you have faith picking them, putting your hard earned money on them? 
it depends on how they look. I mean, if they're losing close games where it's like, you know, they're not doing boneheaded shit and they're just losing because the other team is just a little bit better or they had a better day. I, I, yeah, I can That's say fair. yes. I, I, yeah, yeah, like it, it depends on how they lose. If they're losing by double digits, well, then they, yeah, I'm out. But if, if they're just, if they're respectable losses, I can live with that. And I don't care about fucking Dallas. Fuck Dallas. I just think they're a good team. I know, I know, I know. That's I know. It. It's like, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of this shit and I'm just sitting no, there like, no. how, just... when did I become a cowboy? I just think they're a good team. I think that this year, I thought they were going to be a little bit different because I thought that the focus was there in the off season. I like their off season. Yeah. But, you know, Brandon Cooks, he he got hurt week two. Is he is he banged up still? Gilmore is now on an island by himself with Trayvon Diggs gone. Can he, can he handle the whole load? Pause. Like, yeah, I know. It's it, that's where I'm like, all right, well, that dynamic change because when you have two corners, then it, like you could play better defense. Like you, you have can, other players around you. Can you could be, you can get blitzes. creative. Yeah, you could be creative on on the defensive front and and the scheme. But without Diggs, I mean, they look like a regular regular defense. But I think they'll they'll correct them. But who do they play? Uh, they play the Patriots this week. They're seven point favorites. We'll get to that, and then they play the 49ers. So it's Patriots. Um, they play the Niners where the Niners are in San Fran. Oh my God. That's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, well, oh my. now look at this. Look at it. Patriots, 49ers, Chargers. They're going to fuck around and be two and four. <laughs> what do you mean? They could very well lose their next three games. They could, but the Chargers, I mean, we, we talk about the Chargers, like got, the Chargers are them. Then they got the Rams. Then they got the. You don't think Kellen Moore knows Mike McCarthy inside and out? You don't think Mc, uh, McCarthy knows uh, Kellen Moore inside out? He didn't like him. Go look at Justin Herbert this year in the red zone and look at Mike McCarthy in the red zone, and that that tells the story alone. He didn't like him. What do you mean he didn't like him? What do you mean? Who who didn't like him? Is that what you said? No. What did you say? I said that um, Kellen Moore knows him inside and out. Yeah, and, and, I, then, and I said McCarthy knows him inside. And out. I said that Kellen Moore in Los Angeles, they have the best ranked uh, red zone offense. Yeah. The Cowboys are ranked 27th. Credit to Jason McIntyre today. I heard that on the herd. Well, look, here's the thing. I mean, Cowboys are probably still getting used to McCarthy's system, and that does take time. Check this out, though. Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, Rams. Then they got the Eagles, Rams. Trap game. They can't handle that because they're going to be looking forward to the Eagles. Then they got the Giants, division. Panthers, layup, commanders, division. Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, commanders. I got a tough schedule. Woo, they do. They do. They do. The Cardinals was a must win for them. But again, all they got to do is get into the dance. They do. That's really it. But the problem is, is when they go to the dance, that's the problem. I, I don't disagree. Because when that. they go to the dance, they forget their belt. They forget their socks. Look, they I don't, don't do their hair. I don't disagree with <laughs> they that. They don't put on cologne. I don't disagree with that. But my point is, like, their defense to me is still an elite defense. They are a top three unit in the league. I, I would argue they are. You can't. No, no, absolutely. Like they're, I, they're probably the, they're well. They're not the best. And in the playoffs, defense travels, regardless if you're a wild card team or whatever. Defense <clears throat> travels. That wasn't the story last year because what do their you mean? defense shut San Fran down. The problem was Dak was actually trash against San Fran. Dak was really bad. Well, yeah, you, you'll take your chances. That's what I'm saying. Like if oh, your defense oh, does really I'm well sorry. and Dak plays, I don't know. A, a 70% game of what he normally does, they're winning that football game. He don't have to be 
uh, an MVP. No, he doesn't. Performance. He, he just got to be well, Dak Prescott. He just got to throw for 250 yards, a touchdown or two, and avoid turnovers. And they're going to be in it with any with anybody. Yeah, I'm, I am very curious to see the uh, the Cowboys over the next three weeks. Oh, yeah, everybody The next is. three weeks will make or break their season. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of make or break, the Saints lose D.C. Yeah. That sucks, man. I feel I for them. Um, the Packers come back. Uh, beat the beat the Saints eighteen to seventeen. Um, it's not considered season ending, but it's banged up. I feel so bad for him, dude. That yeah, sucks. But it's not season ending, so it's okay. Like Did I they say, how long? I don't. I don't know if the report ever came out yet. I think he's getting a scan today or tomorrow or something. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a report somewhere, but I don't. I didn't get anything. Um, but yeah, he got hurt early in the third quarter. That's a shame. And yeah. they were rolling too, seventeen zip. That's what I'm saying. Um. And then I think for me, what happened in the second half, it was demor they were demoralized. Absolutely. It was because you could just tell, but I don't want to discredit Jordan Love. Because Jordan Love, Jordan deserves the Jordan deserves the love. I agree with that. But go ahead. I, I mean, look, I, the, the story of the game is like, yeah, they were they they couldn't score when when Winston got in because Winston came in with like 10 minutes and you know, 50 something seconds in the third quarter. He came in ice cold. The Packers got hot later down because the Saints couldn't sustain drives with Winston. They just couldn't sustain drives. And the Saints defense let them back in the game with a 45 yard and a 22 yard uh, pass interference call, which put Green Bay right into the red zone. And they converted it when it mattered. Then it was 17 11 after they got the two point conversion when Jordan Love punched it in. Saints come out. The next possession, they go three and out. And then they punt. This defense at this point is fucking gassed. The pressure mounted and they're getting ready to collapse because the Packers go down 80 yards on nine plays. Jordan Love was four of seven, 54 yards and a touchdown with a 24 yard run to, to end the game. Pretty much like, look at you, bro. Like you awesome. Like, yo, to me, you got to give him credit, dude. You know what I mean? Like this Cowboys loss got you more focused, but, but at the same time, it's like the saints failed to convert a third down. Like when you, when you get off the field in three plays, your defense is like, fuck, we got to go out there. I'm again. tired. I'm tired. <laughs> and then not only that, they were so tired. The Packers were able to do anything they wanted in that drive nine plays and 80 yards. They didn't do that all game. My thing is, is like the, the craziest part is I know they were gassed, but Dennis Allen is supposed to be a defensive coordinator, a defensive guy. And you're going up against a rookie or I'm sorry. Third-year player in his first season starting, you you had him in the first half. Mm -hmm. You had him confused. Yeah, was that was was that adjustments made by Lafleur? Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree with that, man. I just think Winston came in. It was he just he was ice cold. He stinks. But yeah, and it's like when they had Derek Carr, I feel like they could have put a drive or two together to gain some momentum, give their defense a rest, do something to Carr, move the chains. Like Carr would have done something to keep the offense on the field. Correct. Right. Well, even if it's two first downs or something like that, a couple scrambles, because Derek Carr yeah. is just a better quarterback and a better game manager than yep. Jameis Winston. Um, but I tip my hat to Jordan Love. Absolutely. To come back in the fourth quarter like that, um, he's played awesome this year. He really has. I don't know if he's gonna he could be he could be okay. He could be great. He's been okay. I would say he's been okay. I think he's exceeded he's exceeded my expectations. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. I I I He's agree. absolutely exceeded my expectations because I didn't. They're two and one, and they're getting their best player back. Mm -hmm. They're Christian getting their Watson. No, Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, well they get Watson back too. 
Is he coming back Thursday? Yeah, this week. I they think play, he's coming back this week. They play the Lions Thursday. That's probably why he didn't play last week because it was a short week. I know. I thought Aaron Jones was going to play. I need him, but I'm happy he's uh, playing Thursday. Is he? Confirmed? Aaron Jones is playing, yeah. That's good. So, um, but On Thursday, though. But when you see – yeah, I know. When you see Jordan Love, he just – Yeah. He just looks poised. He doesn't look like he's in over his head. That's so funny. So that that's your overall thoughts on Jordan Love? Poised? Poise. So funny. I had that same thing written down. I was like, yeah, he has great poise. He could deliver in big moments. The moment's not too big for him. He makes good throws, and he's very patient. He, he, doesn't, look he like- doesn't look erratic. He doesn't look like he does, like, stupid bonehead plays. He looks like he throws the ball away when he's in trouble. Like, he does the right things. It looks like he was taught by someone we know named Aaron Rodgers. He, You know what it is, dude? And we, we talked about this. Who would you rather have between him and Justin Fields? Um, when Justin Fields is in the pocket – and you see wide receivers wide open and the pocket collapsing and he's running forward and just running into the lineman. Those are plays where you look at him and you're like, all right, you're panicking and you don't know where to go with the ball. You, I don't see that from Jordan Love. He knows where to go with the ball. Because he's trusting his studies. He knows where his guys are going to be. He knows, he knows what defense they're in. He knows what guys are going to have the opportunity to get the window opportunity uh, to throw the ball in the window in tight windows. He knows where his guys are at all times. Justin Fields doesn't look like he knows where his wide receivers are, at, yeah. or, or at least his second and third read, because his first read, he panics after if it's not there. Then he gets into a little shell. Then he gets sacked. So he 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 needs to improve on, on progressing as um, – uh, reading the defenses and going through his progressions and finding the second and third route. I want to pivot here. Um, we're going to move on to our next topic. We don't have it written on the sheet, but we forgot. How do we not have to talk about the Broncos and Miami on here? Oh, they're on here. Where are they? I don't see them. No, you have Dolphins at Bills. You didn't put them on the sheet. I didn't put them and on And that's the okay because we could talk about it. Oh, you right. need to write topics down. Oh, right. I thought I did have more. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson lost 70 to 20 <laughs> to Tua and Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, who the Denver Broncos would not interview two years ago. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. 70 to 20. That was, and here's the thing I lost my fantasy matchup because I was playing against game. Tua. That was one of my favorite games to watch. Really? Because Sean Payton is such a smug asshole. He is. And to watch him get his teeth kicked in like that is just simply amazing. It's simply amazing. And here's even the better part. I saw this on Twitter today from Nick Wright. And it made me think, and it was like, yo, this is just a brilliant thing. He was trying to run up the score two years ago against Tom Brady. And Michael Thomas got hurt when he was trying to run up the score. And And it just happened to him with Mike McDaniel. 70 to 20. And here's the thing. Russell Wilson played all right. But Russell Wilson, he's still shouldering that blame. Because you got that package traded for you. You're the quarterback making all that money. And you go out there and put up 20 points. If they scored 70 and you put up 35, that's still trash. But it's like, all right, at least you got you got something in there. 20 points? You, this offense can't score. Right. They can't score. The Denver Broncos, they suck. I would say the bright spot for for the Broncos would be Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I thought they had fantastic games. Uh, I, I didn't think Russ played bad. I just think they got their ass kicked defensively. I just think they got their teeth kicked in. I mean, the Dolphins ran for, what, 305 yards? Their defense is atrocious. What happened to that defense from last year? I mean, bro, if you gave up 350 yards on the ground, you're getting smoked. 
and, giving and, up and, and and they're and the quarterback is throwing for four touchdowns, you're getting smoked. I don't care who's on the opposite end. It could have been Peyton Manning, could have been Brady. They were they were losing that game. But my point is, it didn't matter what happened. Now we all know Sean Payton doesn't care about defenses. That was evident for what he did to Drew Brees with the Saints. But where in the world? Did that defense from last year go? They were a top five unit. I, I don't know. That's where it's. That's it's the same the players. I mean, minus Bradley Chubb. Right. But he he, he doesn't account for 50 points. Though. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, what is that? That was just amazing. It was really amazing to see. I'm wondering if they're losing the locker room a little bit here. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, because that one guy came out. I forget. What, what was his name? Um, He was a lineman. And he came out and was like. You know, I'm so sick and tired of losing here for the last uh, eight years. Oh yeah, I saw years. that. I don't I'm know. I'm so it sick though. of this shit. Like it's it's old. Like I just want to win. And you know, look, when players are coming out at week three, listen, week three, players are coming out and saying these kind of things. That means you don't have a control of that locker room at all. It's a free fall in in in, in that in that uh, locker room. It is. I, I, I don't think these players have bought into the system. I think these players are – they kind of know their team is kind of ass. And I think they're, they're kind of like low-key giving up. Like I don't think they they see a bright spot for for this team because I don't think their, their leader in Russell Wilson, I don't think he is a leader. I don't think he's been the leader that Denver needed, not what they traded for. I think they need a leader. You know Not how, somebody that says they are and 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 talks about Bible scripts on every single tweet and every single post. That's cool, bro. You're religious. That's great. But like, yo, bro, like you got a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract, two hundred and fifty million, and you are playing this like like this. Your team's getting blown out by fifty. You know, like all right, like the game. It wasn't his fault. But you're right, though. He does have to shoulder the blame a little bit because when you give somebody $250 million, bro, you got to be one of the best players in the league performing at a high level and winning on top of that. It's not even that. I don't see him on the sideline firing up, yelling at his guys, being a leader. The problem was Russell Wilson, when he went there, his idea of leadership was, I've won a Super Bowl. I'm coming from here. I'm Russell Wilson. I'm above you guys. I want an office. I want a parking space. I want this. I want that. It rubs people the wrong way when you just sit there and act like you're above people. And that's what he did. And now he's paying for it. And Russell Wilson will not be the starting quarterback of Denver by Halloween. I don't even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback in two weeks. It's so funny you say that because I was just like thinking the same thing. Like, I don't think he's going to start the whole year. Now, here's the thing. I said one of my one game that I would look I, I was looking forward to this year, Cleveland versus Denver the week before Thanksgiving. And you said why? And I said because Two, both of those franchises have big ties to their quarterbacks, and you're going to find out a lot about where both of those franchises are during that game. I don't know if Russell Wilson's getting to that game. All right, well, so let's go up to the Browns game, right? That's like the, the, the important game. Yeah. So they're 0-3 right now. They play the Bears. They play the Jets. They play the Chiefs, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Browns. I see two wins, and that's maybe. the next two weeks. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. If they go 1-1 one one in that span – Dog, they're going to be one in ten, and Russell Wilson, bro. And you can't tell me that no, 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 they're no. the worst team in the league. They're not drafting Caleb Williams. You know how everybody was like lighting LeBron's jersey on fire when he left Cleveland. Oh yeah, they're going to be lighting his fucking jersey on fire. Doing more than that, they're going to be dancing on it. They're going to be shitting on it. They're going to be doing everything they can 
to make sure that he's humiliated in any type of way. You you can't go one in ten. If fans. Russell Wilson is one in ten, I promise you, he's not making the Hall of Fame. I I you, he would he would actually, if he is that bad, it if would he be, gets benched. He's not making the Hall of Fame. I don't want to make that claim yet because historically, like his statistical in his career, he was outstanding. He made some. Great I know. Plays. I look when he was mobile and when he when he was in his prime. Like we're taking him at a older stage in his he's career. 34. I know, but see, that's the thing. Brady broke that barrier. No, nobody, not man, not everybody's going to be playing until forty, bro. But bro, he's thirty four years old. But historically, quarterbacks kind of waver around early 30s look I'll, you start to go downhill tom brady broke the mold so when we see a 34 year old quarterback we still think he's young we still think he's got five six seven good years left that's not the case for everybody bro no, i know that's I know. I'm and, just and saying, i just want to make that a point though because i think that's like a lot of people look at oh man he's only 32 years old yeah but like in you know, 10, 15 years ago, that he was up there at age where the team was going to look to draft another quarterback. But then Brady kind of broke the mold playing until he was 44. And then you had Aaron Rodgers coming out saying he, he wants to play till he's 40. Breeze played till he's 38, 39, I believe. Yeah. Peyton Manning played up there. But those are greats. These are greats. But here's the thing. Before Russell Wilson left Seattle, Russell Wilson was considered great. And Russell Wilson, he would... Russell Wilson was great in Seattle. I just think for me, the more I look about it, the more I look at the situation, stellar defense, stellar run game, stellar head coach. Let Russ cook was just, he was just an, he was elite at protecting the ball, making plays with his legs and throwing an occasional bomb, the Baldwin and Lockett and those guys. But now you see him here and it's like, we're letting you cook. You can't, you can't make toast. Yeah, let Russ cook is uh, that was just a cute phrase for people to buy into and to what he was selling, and it it, it was awful. And I, you're, his career is going to be a big mystery when it's all said and done. It's going to be a very controversial topic on if he is a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. I would say that the majority of the people would lean towards yes because of the Super Bowl. But Nick, I don't. How much did he really but, have to do with it? But I could argue that Super Bowl came in because of the Legion of Boom. It came in because of the Legion of Boom with an awesome run game. And then in the very next Super Bowl, you tried to let Russ cook. And what happened? He threw the game-losing interception to Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Like, that. that's going to be the counter to that. And here's the thing. Russ doesn't have a, a spotless reputation. Right. I agree with that. And reputation. Look at T.O. It, it matters. You can make an argument that T.O. is the best wide receiver of all time. Right. You can make the argument between T.O., Jerry, and Randy. It's it's basically Jerry just looking at his records. I didn't see Jerry, but to me, it's T.O. But I'm just saying his antics and his reputation didn't get him in the Hall of Fame. And that that happens. And when you go out like this, it's not like when Joe Montana got traded to the Chiefs. I think they went to the AFC Championship game. Peyton Manning went to two Super Bowls with Denver. Tom Brady went to a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers remains to be seen. And I get it. Those are those are you know three the three best quarterbacks of all time. But when you're Russell Wilson and you're coming from Se the Seattle situation where you were so successful, but it's with Pete Carroll, and then you come here and you're now about to burn through your second coach, and you gave up a haul like that to Seattle in two seasons too, in back to back seasons. It's and it's not like he's playing a little bit worse. Like Tom Brady last year, the perfect example. 
Tom Brady last year, was he terrible? No. Was he good? Was he great? No. He was okay. But Tom Brady at 45 was finding ways to do it. This dude is not finding anything to do. He's not doing it. Right. And that's gonna that's gonna work against them because it's not like he slowly dipped. It was it yeah. was straight down. And I wanna I wanna be clear too. Like I, I'm not bagging on Russell Wilson because his defense gave up 70 points. This this conversation started before yeah. something else. This this then somewhere else. I'm not talking about this was Russell Wilson's fault as to why they they lost by 50 points. I'm just saying the last season and a half. He has been very mediocre at best, and he has not made a difference in that locker room, in that franchise. Whereas, like, when you see a Brady step into the Bucks, that whole franchise changed. When Russell Wilson got there, they got worse, arguably. You can argue they got worse, right? Absolutely. Who, who was their quarterback before? It was Teddy Bridgewater, and, and they and won seven games. They won seven games. And they went seven and nine because I think that was the season they played sixteen. Correct. That was the last season of sixteen. They were seven and nine. Seven and nine. And, and we had the was, conversation because yeah, it was saying that's right. The conversation was Matt Stafford the year before and the year before that. Tom Brady went to the Bucks. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Stafford went to the Rams. They won the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson went to the Broncos, win the Super Bowl. But the problem was is when Tom Brady and Matt Stafford went to their respective teams, they elevated. He sank. Yeah, he sank. He did. You're right. Absolutely. Right in the face of pressure. I mean, the, the whole world was watching. I mean, he became a meme the entire season. Bro, they were saying Broncos country, let's ride. They have burning buildings behind them, stadiums on fire. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, whatchamacallit? Burning buildings, uh, Ravens buildings on fire. How do you lose to the Colts? I had, Inexcusable. I know why they lost. They lost 22 to 19. Tell me why. Who's responsible for it? The offense coordinator in the Ravens front office. Thank you. That is exactly why the Ravens lost this game. The lack of weapons for Lamar is actually starting to be comical to me. Um, and I just wanted to point this out. How how elite is Mark Andrews? We put him in the upper echelon of, of all these tight ends, but I never seen this dude take a game over. Like, that's a game where he needs to step up when everybody else is doing so little in the Ravens' offense. That is a game where Mark Andrews has got to command the football like a Gronk would, like a Kelsey would. Those are his moments where he's got to take over the game. And I know you got Zay Flowers. He's excellent. He's the best offensive weapon outside of Andrews. But they need to get more help for Lamar Jackson uh, moving forward. I mean, Bateman and DuVernay, uh, they're, just, they're just getting cardio in. They have no impact in the game. But um, and then... You know, it's just it's just play calling too. I mean, the first possession of the of the first drive, right, of of overtime, you give the ball to Melvin Gordon twice, right after the Colts punted. This is an overtime. I'm not even talking about the rest of the game. I'm talking about an overtime. This is how stupid they are. They the Colts punted. They forced a punt. The Ravens. Then they get the ball back in overtime. The first fucking possession, they go to fucking stupid ass Melvin Gordon twice, right. And then they go to um, Zay Flowers on an incomplete pass. All right, look, I'm not mad about going to Zay. But when you got Mark Andrews and I need to make a play, he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. I don't care. I'm riding and dying with my with my Pro Bowl tight end. That everybody tells me that he's one of the best. That's, uh, what, that's how I'm riding with it. I'll tell you this. You got to put 50% of this blame on Lamar, 
50? Yeah. I, I, uh, 50. That's kind of high, but that's all right. Mm-mm, I'm high. 50%. I'm high. <laughs> 50%. And you know why? Because you got your money. You made the comment about the 6,000 yards. You got 22 of 32 for 202 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Baker Mayfield has a better touchdown to interception ratio than you. But yeah, bro. Step up. Step up, bro. I believe you're I believe you're a better passer than people give you credit for. Absolutely. But like you said, you can't go into these games. Zay Flowers is a star. Zay Fla- no, maybe not a star yet, but he's a rookie. He's you good. Can't, he's you good. can't command him to make the big plays in the big moments, though. I don't know. Jim, Joe Burrow made Jamar Chase a fucking superstar year one. You're paid like those guys. You are held to that standard. Right. But Joe Burrow's a pocket passer. Lamar's not. Lamar now is in a pro style. I was told he was in a pro style offense, and I believe that Lamar Jackson can deliver from the pocket. So I need to see him deliver from the pocket better than 200 yards, and he needs a touchdown or two. There is no good reason that you lost to the Colts. And here's the thing. We thought the AFC North was going to be the best division of football. This division sucks. I think the momentum swung in the game, and and it was early too. It was the Ravens' second drive. Turning point in this game, Mike, was Kenyon Drake fumbling at the Colts' 22-yard line after getting a 24-yard reception. Here's why. The Ravens didn't score another point until 13 seconds into the third quarter to get ahead 14-13. to Here's a sequence from the first touchdown to the last that they had in this game. For, for. Fumble, punt, fumble, punt, 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 and a total of 19 offensive plays. You ain't winning no game with 19 offensive plays for two quarters or for damn near almost three. Great, great stuff. You're just not going to win many football games. When you got when you got Lamar Jackson, that can tire a defense and you can run the ball like the Ravens usually do, and you can pound the rock and get it and, and, and move the chains like the Ravens normally do and get Mark Andrews involved and move the chains like they normally do, that's when they'll win football games. That's Raven-style football. Their offensive coordinator, I don't know what he was on. I, I honestly, like, I, Munkin? Yeah. I, I don't know what he was on, bro. I really don't get it. He was I, supposed to change the whole offense around. He was supposed to change the whole offense around. And I've already mentioned the the uh, the uh, the offensive possession they had in the first fucking in, in, in overtime. I mean, bro, Melvin Gordon is not even on your roster opening day, and you're going to give him two touches on the first fucking two plays that you got on offense. Where is Leonard Fournette? No, it's not even that. Bro, Lamar Jackson had 14 carries for 101 yards. He's a better running option than, than Melvin Gordon. You need yards to get in field goal range because Justin Tucker can get you a 60-yard field goal. I know he missed at the end of the game, but he could still do it. It's Justin Tucker. I trust him to go do it. And if I'm going to lose on that, I'm okay with that. I actually couldn't believe he missed that field goal. Me either. That was was the first time I saw him miss. Me too. But like, it's like what I'm saying is, if I'm going to lose on that on a on a Tucker 60 yard field goal, I can lose on that. I can. I'm not going to lose on giving Melvin Gordon the first two fucking plays in overtime. (laughs) I don't want to lose on that. (laughs) So, like, where's Mark Andrews? Lamar Jackson. It was been he's been awesome on the ground all, all game. Zay Flowers was good. I mean. It, it, it's just the receiving core is just honestly, this is what makes me 
hate the Ravens moving forward. It's just their wide receiving core. I don't trust their weapons. I don't really necessarily trust Lamar to make that play to win the game. Like, I, I there's a lot of questions with the Ravens. I still think they're a good team. I still think they can improve. But Mark Andrews has got to be the guy that I'm looking at sideways because we put him way too high on the on these categories, and I just never see him take over a game. I just I I I need we need answers on that. Like I'm done putting him on into the into that tier. Like he just doesn't do it for me. Like Kittle takes over games. At Kelsey, times. yeah, at times when when he's called upon, he has done it. Kelsey, same thing. So do Gronk, you put same Andrews? Thing. Do you put Andrews in the Dallas Goddard tier? I, I think he's better. Like statistically, Mark Andrews is awesome. Like he's one. That's of these, why I'm asking. Statistically, it, it, he's top two tight end. Statistically, yes. Since I've he's been made, in the I've, made, I've made that notion. I love Mark Andrews. I think he's a good tight end. But this, this is where he's got to be dominant. When you know that your team is lacking on the outside with wide receivers, you got to be the guy. Be like, yo, give me the ball, bro. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for us. Like, you got to be aggressive. And I, I just, the play calling's got to be there to support that too. So, like for me, it's just like there's a combination of things why the Ravens lost. All right, that concludes the week three review. Let's get into the week four preview because we got some good games this weekend. Um, I want to start off with the Lions minus one and a half at the Packers. Who do you think has been more impressive this year, Jordan Love or Jared Goff? I'm going to say Jared Goff has played better football, but more impressive, I'm going to say Jordan Love, and here's why. He was on the list of quarterbacks who had the most pressure on him entering the season. When you are when you are when you're on the bench for three four years behind Aaron Rodgers and you are finally getting called upon and this is when your moment shines and they kept you for all those years and you have to perform this is your opportunity to grab the starting position and actually run with it for years to come because you can see. Green Bay is pretty loyal to their quarterbacks. Uh -huh. So if he could do really well and get that nice contract and, and actually find a home in Green Bay by performing at a high level, then yes, he will he will be the Green Bay uh, quarterback moving forward. So to me, Jordan Love has been impressive because he's been actually kind of um, – he's been – he's been – he sees the pressure in his face and he's he's not wavering. He and and I, he didn't flinch. So I have to give him that like – He's he's very poised, man. I'm everything you just said. I, I feel the same exact way. Jared Goff's better. Jared Goff has been better. But as, as far as impressive, it's Jordan Love. Jordan Love is on the short list of most impressive players this year for me. He's yeah. a top five most impressive player this year. That's how that's how uh, that's how much I think you're replacing Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's pressure enough. They went from Brett, you, Aaron, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And now Jordan Love. Now Jordan Love. Question mark. That's what I'm saying. Right. And you have all, all that adversity in your face. And look at you come out sharp. Mm -hmm. And now you're... I told you that seven and a half line had me fucked up. I should have picked him to win the division. When I said... It did. I said they won eight games last year. You have Jordan Love. And you're telling me the line went down a half a point? I was begging you to bet. It was... Begging you to bet under, dude. Yeah. I'm happy for him, man. I really am. Like, I, I, I've – it's weird. Like, I, I entered a season, like, really excited to, to watch Jordan Love play. And Me like, too, because I was curious about what could – what was he? Did he – has he wowed me? No. But how's he has he impressed me? Yeah. He's wowed me. He's impressed me. He just hasn't wowed me yet. He's wowed me, bro. I mean, he just – dude, he – it's wowing enough just going through reads, progressions. He's doing shit in his first three starts – 
that Justin Fields isn't doing yet. Yeah. Zach Wilson isn't do- hasn't done yet. Another rookie, CJ Stroud. Are we are they on here? No. CJ Stroud is just as impressive. He's been really good. He's been awesome. Bryce Young. He don't he don't look that good. I'm, and look, it's two games into his career. I'm not saying that, but he's already hurt. Right. He's built like me. It doesn't work. Yeah, I you know. You can't get tackled by 350 pound men, dude. You gotta be able to see over the line too. You gotta be. It's you can't like that type of beating. You just those little dudes can't take it. It's so funny. Like you know how like Drew Brees was like it's under different. six foot, but it's different, man. When, when you, you got, got a pocket passer that can read a defense, go through progressions, be confident in his arm and his accuracy. It's a it's a different ty- type of offense you that would can be say, ran. I, would you say this? The Panthers look better with Andy Dalton. They did. Like they looked way better. Because the on offense, offense. I mean, look at Adam Thielen. No, Adam it's, Thielen. It's, was it's not even. It's not crazy to say. If you watch the game, Andy Dalton played better than Bryce Young's first two games. Absolutely. And, and that's just about the bottom offense line. was opened up more. Adam Thielen was balling. He had to put up what, what thirty. He actually could have been the freak of the week. <laughs> he could have been. Yeah. Um. Which McCall? Who do you think needs to win more, Packers or Lions? I thought about this. This this one was like something that was a toss-up. I'm going to say the Lions, and here's why. There's a lot of expectations on the Lions to win this year, and I think this year would give them a lot more confidence moving forward in the season. I know they beat the Chiefs, but this one here would be like, this is our division. Green Bay has dominated this, this division for the last 10 years or so. Now the Lions can come in there and state their claim on this division in Green Bay, I think that is – I think the Lions need this one more, man. Just, the Lions just absolutely do. For the, I was just getting ready to say that. The Lions need this game more simply for the mental aspect. Mm-hmm. They need to go into Green Bay, beat Green Bay, and let them know it's our turn. It's our time. It's our time, yeah. We have the better quarterback right now. We have the the uh, what you call it the coaching the defensive line the offensive line the wide the wide receivers. Yep, we're a better team than you. We need to make our mark in the AFC North I agree for the first that. time since 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you got? I got the Lions here. I got 27 to 17. Me too. And I think it's actually I 27 think it's a, 17. No, 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 no. I have the Lions. Oh, okay. Minus the points. Um, because I think the Packers are a home dog. They are a home dog, but I think Lions are double digits. I think it's close. Give me 24-17. Emotional win. Coming off that emotional win, I hate this spot for the Packers. It's such a bad spot for them, bro. It is. It's a bad spot for them. It is. An emotional win. Coming back from 17 points against the Saints team, that's pretty In good. fourth quarter, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. And on a like, short week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with the Lions Lions here. should roll. They should roll. To be honest. Dolphins at Bills. Bills minus two and a half. Dolphins, um... Which we call it three and zero. Obviously, up a game on the Bills. Who do you think needs the game more? This is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. There's a lot of doubt on the Bills after the Week One clunker against the Jets. I think a win here would give this team a lot more confidence, and it would grab the attention of the public again. So I'm going to say the Bills. I think the Bill, not that they want the public's attention, but I think the Bills need this game more just because that Week One matchup against the Jets is still on the resume and it, it, it hurts. It's definitely it's it's it's, a it's definitely the Bills, but it also goes back to last year's wild card. The Dolphins almost beat them with Skylar Thompson. Yeah, they did. And they went to war. Yeah. The Bills need for their mental aspect of this, they need to go, they need to go in there and they need to handle business. That and like you said, that can override the Jets fiasco. 
They have to. It'll get right. out of their head. Right. That's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. We can, we're still the we're still the king of this division. This division goes through Buffalo because it'd be like, all right, the Dolphins just put up seventy points. Then they then the Bills just beat the Dolphins, right? If they do win, and it's like, oh wow, week one really was like a, a fluke. A fluke. So like that would be where I would say. Do you think the Dolphins? How do you see this game playing out? Like, do you think it's a shootout? Do you think the Dolphins are able to put up points like that? I actually think it's going to be like a 27 to 21 type of game. Oh, damn. I actually think it's going to be a pretty low scoring compared to what people think. On the subject of scoring, I just want to say this. Bill Belichick's defense held two in check. Facts. Bill Belichick can coach his fucking ass off. His ass off on defense. That's a fact. He held Tua in check. And look what Tua did to the Chargers. I'm so happy. I'm, to, I'm um, proud of you, bro, because you had your doubts about uh, about Mr. Bill. I told you about him, man. I told you he's a good ass coach. I didn't say you could plug wasn't. In, you could plug in anybody in that defense, and they will perform because he has a system where he can yeah, put his defense. guys into sex. What's wrong with that? Yeah, defense, not offense. Yeah, but a lot of the Super Bowls he won was because of defense too. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, I can't believe we just made that. <laughs> I had to say it though because it always brings me back to Bill Belichick, the argument, and I'm like, man, bro, like I can't believe he thought that. Slipping, it's crazy. He's, he's slipping. slipping my ass. Well, he's not now because he got a real offensive coordinator. Um, nah, build some heat. I think it's going to be a shootout. Do you really? Yeah, I think it's a wow. 38-35 last second field goal type of game. The Bills need it. This is my iconic lock of the week. Wow. The Bills minus the points beat Miami. Miami just put up seventy. I like it. Look, I know the Bills blew out the Commanders too, but they didn't have to work as hard. Mm. Their defense is going to be confident coming in there. The Commanders were rolling. I just feel like it's a perfect spot for the Bills. It's a tough spot for Miami. And Miami could be sniffing themselves a little bit, which rightfully so. But the Bills are going to take care of business. I love them minus the points. I'm so with you. I think the Bills, to me, like the Bills are winning this game here. I think they just match up really well with the Dolphins, and they are home. I think the Bills will get it done. The Bills actually rank third in the NFL against the pass, giving up 142 yards per game. If the Bills can get pressure, they can make two and make some mistakes. And I think that's going to be the name of the game here. I think they're going to get a lot of pressure. I think the Bills secondary is going to hold up uh, just enough. Um, and I just think Miami, to for them to win the game, they need to establish the run like they've been doing. Buffalo was 14th in the NFL against the run, giving up 110 yards on the ground. So that is their pathway to, to success. But I just I think the Bills being at home and them playing better defense in this game is going to is going to propel them. I will actually go on record saying this. I think if the Bills lose, it won't be catastrophic, but I think it's a problem. I do, because you're down two games now in the division. The Patriots' defense is no joke, although over the last few years, they've blown them out of the building. For whatever reason, Bill Belichick just can't figure out Josh Allen. Um, but you lose two games in the division, and it's just like, again, it goes back to we be, we almost beat you with Skylar Thompson. Now we got two, and you can't touch us. And last year... Tua beat them in the regular season. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If Miami, if I, if I, if I'm a betting man and I'm watching this game live and Miami is able to have success on the ground in the first quarter, I'm putting the house on Miami. And here's why. Because Miami is just going to do play action and they're going to burn you deep with Tyreek Hill. I've seen it so many times this year. I've seen it so many times last year. If you give this guy any ounce of space, 
and you have your linebackers creeping up to the line of scrimmage and you give to it a vision and space to throw it to Tyree Kill, it's over. It's over. It is over. Tyree Miami Kill is- will win this game if they can establish the run. If they can't establish the run, they're getting two, three yards a run. The Bills are winning this football game. But I have the Bills here. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to win by a field goal. I'm feeling a vintage Josh Allen game. He needs it. Because I think that he's going to take it personal for the division. It's personal. It's personal. He ain't hard to find. But I just feel like Josh Allen's going to take it personal, and he's going to come out there and give a vintage Josh Allen performance. Um, Love to hear that. Next up on the slate, Eagle Commanders at Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half. Do the Commanders pull this off? No, they're not going to get. They're not going to pull off this upset. Um, the only way they, they that they can is that they have to get after Jalen Hurts and contain him in the pocket. If they get pressure on Hurts, I, I believe they can make a couple turnovers, especially the way Jalen Hurts has been turning the ball over this year. Um, I think they can force a couple turnovers, which can kind of keep them in the game. But I just if if they don't get pressure on Jalen Hurts, this game's going to be a blowout. It's a blowout regardless, and it's going to be simply due to the fact that Eagles' defensive line is going to demolish Sam Howell. He doesn't stand a chance. What their their line is pretty bad. Washington. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Eagles' defensive eat. line is going to eat. Yeah, they're going to eat. I won't be surprised if Sam Howell threw two or three picks. Well, they have to call plays for Sam Howell to get comfortable. Or- comfortable early like if they can get him out and do quick throws do quick slants get him comfortable in the pocket that is the way they can they, they can ease him in the game and not make that big decision or, or big mistake early on that is the only way the commanders will be hanging in this football game i will say this about the eagles the, there's no way the eagles lose this game the eagles are winning this game they're winning by seven and a half points they're definitely covering it i'm not watching this game to see if the eagles will win so I'm your lock? Simply, i already gave it this is another lock, but I'm simply watching this game for the Eagles just to see are you working out the kinks on offense? Because the commanders aren't beating us. They're not on our, they're not on our level. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Eagles are going to smoke them. This is an easily 10, 14 point win. Yep. It's just a matter of I want to see their offense against an okay defense. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see from the Eagles. Totally agree. So I got the Eagles minus the points, four and oh. Hopefully we can start getting this offense going. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Eagles 24 to 16. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think they're going to run the football effectively. Um, Swift is, again, he's getting seven seven yards of carry. And Washington is 22nd in the NFL in, in rushing yards allowed with 128 per game. I think the Eagles are going to exploit that. I think the Eagles are going to run the football. They're going to take their shots deep. They're going to get Goddard open, in the mil- uh, open up in the middle of the field. I think the Eagles win this one 24 16. All right, now we go to the battle of the buttest. Sticks and seeds. The Broncos <laughs> minus three and a half at the Bears. Sticks and seeds. <laughs> it's so real though. Yeah, they really are sticks and seeds. Who will have a better who will have a better game? Diarrhea or dog shit? I'm gonna go with diarrhea. And that's Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think diarrhea I think diarrhea is gonna have a better game than than dog shit. I just Russell Wilson hasn't been playing that bad this year. Like he's actually putting up like pretty decent stats. And Justin Fields to me, like he, he he's struggling, dude. He's he's really struggling. And I'm being nice saying that. 
He's struggling, bro. Like he really is. He's struggling to see over the line. He's he's struggling to read the defenses. He's struggling to deliver the football. He's struggling to be accurate. He's just struggling to be an NFL quarterback. I just I have a I I think they're in trouble. That whole organization they're in is in fucking trouble. trouble. That whole organization is. Their offensive coordinator stinks. Their head coach stinks. Their quarterback stinks. Their GM stinks. The moment Ryan Poles traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. The owner should have walked to his office and gave him his pink slip. No doubt. What are you doing trading a second-round pick for Chase Claypool? Seriously. I know. That's setting your quarterback up to fail. That in and of itself. Well, in fairness, if he can't make the second read, how good is the second wide receiver? But last <laughs> year, Chase Claypool was brought in there as the one. I get it, yeah. Now you get DJ Moore, and it's just as bad. If not worse, Justin Fields looks worse this year than he did last year. He didn't progress at all. He regressed. He regressed. And you have a legitimate wide receiver. DJ Moore isn't a world beater, but DJ Moore is DJ Moore's a good wide receiver. That's where I'll say, like, I think Justin, Russell Wilson's gonna have a better game now. Justin Fields should be able to produce with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a capable enough receiver to support. And that's the bottom line. That organization is a disaster. A disaster. And then with Russell Wilson, I want the Broncos to lose so bad. Because here's the thing. When I make fun of Justin Fields, I don't hate Justin Fields. I'm just simply telling you he's booty. With Russell Wilson, I can't stand him. I can't stand Sean Payton. I don't like their attitudes. I don't like their smug comments. I can't stand them. If Russell Wilson, I'm so mad they flexed this game out of Monday night. I can't believe they did that. I can. That, do you understand on Monday night, Broncos-Bears, that would have been one of the most watched games of all time? Absolutely, because you have a guy in Russ who is the the biggest uh, story of last uh, offseason coming to the Broncos, or two offseasons ago going, going to the Broncos. Then you have Justin Fields' hype of the MVP talks all offseason, and they're playing on Monday night, and they got flexed to a 1 o'clock game in Chicago. They got flexed from Monday night to 1 o'clock, not even 4 o'clock. Right? Not even a Sunday night game. They got flexed to a 1 p.m. game in Chicago. This is a great point by Mark Stewart in the Crazy. comments. Will will Fields run all over the Broncos' defense? He should. He should, yeah. But the problem is, is he's not breaking the pocket looking to run anymore. Right. Which is, for fantasy users, that's a problem. And for Justin Quarterback to succeed in and of itself is a problem because Justin Fields can't be successful standing in the pocket. He can't, he needs his legs. Yep. And that's okay. You're a runner run, run. You will open up more opportunities for yourself. Totally agree. So um, it's a good thought Mark, but I'm curious because I, I have no trust in Justin Fields. However, I will be rooting for the bears this week. However, I I'm rooting for the bears. I'm taking the Broncos because you just got embarrassed. If you can't respond after giving up 70 points collectively as a unit, they're they're beyond repair. Okay, so then now we have two two sides of the sword, right? We have a double-edged sword here. Mm -hmm. If the Broncos lose this game, they lost a locker room. If the Broncos, you can make a case, right? I'll say this. If the Broncos lose this game, Russell Wilson doesn't start the following week. Okay, so then you have that going on. If the Bears lose... 
Now what? What's going to be the story on them? Because the story is going to be, well, the Bears are going to look to get another quarterback. I think it's going to be the same old story for the Bears. I just think that, as you just said, the, the conversation will shift to, are they going to get ready to tank for Caleb? They should. Or, or are they going to be a three-win team and possibly land Shadur? I, look, I, I just... But I'll tell you right now, with the comments that Caleb Williams made, Caleb Williams made and his dad... He's not going to Chicago. If you're a quarterback looking to come out, why would you go there under that management? You you see what it is. You see what you're going to. I know. I, I agree with you, man. Like, look, it's – the Bears have an organization problem. It's not just Justin Fields, but he's really not helping the calls either. He's not making good he's plays. Making he's making it worse. He's making – the organization as a whole is, is, is already shit. Now you have the quarterback who – really is lacking confidence like he doesn't have any confidence in him you could tell the way he's playing he's playing playing very sloppy just not seeing the field um yeah this is a big regression year for him but if i'm gonna pick if i'm gonna take a team in this one i'm gonna take the broncos and i'm gonna take them out right here because again like what what you just said a team giving up 70 points they're gonna come out pissed off they're gonna come out with a point to prove and the bears they're just they're just I mean, look, they have that they have a point to prove too because they're so bad, but they're they're ways away from being fixed. Whereas like the Broncos, Russ is playing pretty decent. He's playing a lot better this year than he is last year. I will say that. Well, I mean, he should. He was he was right. terrible last year. Right. So that's where I give the edge to the Broncos. I'm gonna go, even though it's a cross country game, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Broncos here outright. And I just I, I have no trust in fields. I, I just don't. This is how bad Justin Fields is. He's a three and a half point underdog against a team that just lost by 70 points. 50. That's how. Oh, yeah. They just lost by 50 <laughs> points. That's how bad Justin Fields is. That is pathetic. I, I would be embarrassed. Bro, and he's, a, and he's a home dog. I would be so embarrassed to be a home dog against a team that just gave up 70 points. I would be so embarrassed, dog. Like I, I just would. I, I, I would, I would feel like shit. And, and and we and people wonder why this his confidence is low. Shit, my mind would be too. I'd be questioning myself, man. I'm an underdog to a team that just gave up seventy points and lost by fifty, and I'm home. And I'm home, bro. I got the home crowd with me. Bear down. That's crazy. Bear down. Bear down, my ass. They are down. They are. They and, the, bad. And, and they ain't coming back up anytime soon, bro. Uh, 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 uh. Battle in the A and the AFC North. Ravens at Browns. Browns minus two and a half. Who's it more important for? Oh my God, this is so. This is more important for Deshaun Watson. This is this is the reason why they got him in Cleveland for these type of games to go up against a Lamar Jackson, to go up against a Pittsburgh Steelers organization, to go against the Joe Burrows. This is why they got Deshaun Watson. This guy needs to perform at a high level, and this is a division game at home against Lamar, right? Who both just they just got their money, kind of identical contracts. And it's funny that Lamar is playing against a team, uh, against a quarterback that he compared his contract that he wanted. So that's, that's actually, I like that. That's actually kind of funny. But I think the most pressure here is Deshaun Watson. He has to, the, the Browns have a good fucking team. The Browns team is legitimately a Super Bowl contender. I, I don't care anybody says they're a Super Bowl contending team. That defense is really good. Like they, they, they're good against the pass, good against the run. They got, they got edge rushers. They're, 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 we talk about all the time. The biggest question is the quarterback. That's why he has the most pressure here. And if Lamar Jackson lost, 
it's Lamar Jackson. Everybody's going to wipe their hands and they're going to move on. Not me, because it's way more important for the Ravens. Why? Way more important for the Ravens, dude. You can't come out of the gate two and two. You got Super Bowl aspirations too. You you just pay, you paid your quarterback. You fought with him all offseason. You signed Odell Beckham. You drafted Zay Flowers. Come on, dude. What What is it? Sink or swim? And they need to get a new medical staff. Yep. Because every year, every year, the Ravens and the 49ers got 70 dudes hurt. The running backs were always hurt. Always. Oh, it's crazy, And I'm yo. still not over losing JK in fantasy because he was about to be good. He was. But I'm just saying, this game is way more important for the Ravens. Way yeah, man, I got this. Bro. I got this as, as my uh, my iconic lock of the week. This is the, I got the Browns winning here, twenty three seventeen. Shit. Yeah, they're, they're, the Browns are winning this football game. And, and so, do you think Lamar or Deshaun's under pressure this week? I think Deshaun's under more, under more pressure. No, Deshaun's under a lot more pressure. Bro, you can't come out of the gate two and two after signing your contract this offseason, talking all that smack. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson can't come out the gate two and two either. He just signed a big deal a season That's ago. Fair. I mean, they're, they are. His similar, time's ticking more than similar, faster yeah, than Lamar's. They're similar situations. And Lamar has the excuse that there's injuries. Correct. You're right, actually. No. So I would say there's Sean Watson. Watson. This yeah, is why they no. brought him in here. You're right. To win these divisional games. To win these games. divisional the games. two and a half point spreads that you need to win to get ahead in the division. This it's is my lock, game. bro. This is my lock. The, the Browns are winning this game. They're, 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 this is a mismatch against the Ravens. It, it just... The Ravens don't have wide receivers. The, the Cleveland has damn near probably the best secondary in football. They got two edge rushers. They have great linebackers. They're gonna they're gonna feast, bro. I'm taking the Ravens. Wow, on the money line. That's crazy. He faded me, yo. That's crazy. Always. That's good. No, I'm just playing. The Browns are coming off a big win. Ravens coming off a bad loss. Ravens. I think I I trust the Ravens in this spot more. I trust John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson more than I trust Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. And I think that it'll, they'll get right. I know. I, I mean, I get that. Like, it's so easy to say, yeah, I trust these guys more. But, like, how much do I really trust them? Uh, I trust the Super Bowl winner. Big trust. Big trust. <laughs> um, yeah, how, how, how much of I big trust them? Uh, yeah. I do. I do, dude. I, 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 are we sold on Kevin Stefanski? I, I don't think he's that bad. No, no, no. I don't. I'm just saying. But is he that guy? We don't know. The jury's still out on it. We don't know. But Harbaugh hasn't won in a long time either, though, in fact. But they're always competitive. They're always competitive, sure. But the Browns, I mean, they were competitive a couple of years ago with They've Baker. Been, uh, yeah. Yeah. But dude, they're they're their team this year, man. Like I, I just love this. They Browns. can be different. They're they're really good, man. Yeah, bro. You're a Cleveland Cowboy. No, nah, I'm just a I'm a Brown. <laughs> so is he. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys minus seven. Who's under more pressure, Mac or Dak? Dak, because I don't think the uh, the Patriots' flaws are Mac. I think the Cowboys' issues could be Dak. So the spotlight is going to be more on him. And it's not like Dak's just making some poor decisions in the most crucial moments, especially in, in, in uh, against Arizona. I know he only threw one pick this year, but that was a really costly pick because he could have gotten back in the game if they scored a touchdown. But overall, it's it's definitely Dak. When you are America's uh, quarterback, America's team's quarterback, you're always got the most pressure on you. Mac Jones is not the problem for the Patriots issues. That's why Dak is uh, under more pressure. It's absolutely Dak. Yeah. Absolutely. You got whatchamacallit, you got legitimate playmakers. Mac Jones doesn't. Mm -hmm. There isn't a skill player. You can maybe make the argument Ramondre versus Tony Pollard. There isn't a skill player on the Cowboys offense that is not better than the Patriots. Maybe a Hunter Henry. 
He Dave all right. Ferguson looked all right. Yeah, he all right though. Hunter Henry's been okay. Henry's okay. But so but I'm besides the point, I I get it. In terms of wide receivers, yeah, it's not close. Dak has way more help. You've been paid. You should be able to handle this. This is what you get paid the big bucks for. Not to throw for 150 and no touchdowns. Win these games. And they're a big favorite. A big favorite. That line, I actually hate that line. I hate that line. Chris Harper said, Patriots D is good. What? I had to go in the comments to say Paul's fan. Well, yeah, yeah. Come on, Chris. Don't do me like that. <laughs> Love you. Thank you for watching. Yeah, appreciate um, it, brother. Who do the what do the Patriots need to do to pull off the upset? Run the football right at uh, Micah Parsons. If that's going to be the blueprint, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do play action. I'm going to get my tight ends involved because the corners on Dallas pretty good, but I think I can get the mismatches with the linebackers on Hunter Henry. So I do like that for for New England, um, and then Patriots defense is good. Yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. The, the Patriots D is good. Um, they are one of the best defenses in the league. And I think they can slow down this this Dallas offense because Dallas offense doesn't release haven't they haven't exploded uh the first three weeks. So I definitely think they can be had. So I I I think those are the keys of the game for the Patriots. Play good defense and run the football. They need Ramondre Stevenson to be Ramondre Stevenson. Mm -hmm. He had 19 carries last week. He had four targets, only caught one ball. A few of them hit him right in his hands where he could have got a nice chunk of yards. Um I just think the Patriots need to play Patriots football. And with Bill Belichick's mind, they can out they can out coach Mike McCarthy and win. Mm. I I really believe that. That's a good that's Patriots a good pass, just have to stick to what they do. Their game plan is, yep. Their game plan. Low scoring. Matt Jones, make the plays when you need to, run the shit out of the football. And Ezekiel Elliott's coming back. Yep. You don't think there's gonna be an added edge there? I do. I, I don't know how much that's going to play a factor, but I, but they're going to. I think they'll rally because they're going to want to win for Zeke because I think the way that he went out in Dallas, yeah, his probably, last play he got trucked. That's what I'm saying. That is kind of shitty though. What's your prediction? Pain. <laughs> nah, I got I got Dallas here, twenty eight to twenty. Um, the only way that Dallas can avoid the upset in this game is converting in the red zone. You, you can't score six points in three. This in is a three red zone bad matchup to try and fix that problem. If you kick field goals against the Patriots, they're going to make you pay some way or Agreed. another because they're too goodly coached. They're, they're too <laughs> goodly coached. Too crazy. goodly coached? That's insane. That was like absolutely like. That was almost as bad as Phil last night with uh, Wright. Damn, I need a helmet. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. No, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're greatly coached. How about that? Um, and I just, yeah, I just, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. Don't worry yeah, about I it. I don't care. That was a talking. Biden blunder. Yeah. <laughs> Nick really Biden. Was. Yeah. Nick Biden from Cleveland. What did I say? I don't know. Goodly. Goodly. Uh, Goodly. Goodly. Coach. That's crazy. All right. So I'm here's like the thing. There, I'm picking the Patriots as my psychotic upset of the week. However, I am worried because that's a big line. And it feels like they're begging you to bet the Patriots here. Cowboys shouldn't be seven point favorites. They shouldn't be seven point favorites. But my theory goes into better coach. The uh, Cowboys suck in the red zone. Patriots defense is amazing. I don't think that they're going to correct it. They're going to kick field goals. Patriots eke out a win. I'm going to say 21-17. Patriots win. Wow. That would be an upset for sure. For sure.
All right, last thing before we get out of here, going over the week four slate, Falcons at Jaguars, Jaguars minus three. I got the Jags outright. Jaguars are going to smoke them. Mm -hmm. Coming off a bad loss against the Texans. Steelers minus three at Texans. This is my psychotic upset of the week. I got the Texans beating the Steelers here in this game. Bro, I love this yes, pick. They are. I love this pick. Houston's been playing pretty good, quietly good football, and the Steelers, they don't look right. There's something going on on offense that they just haven't mustered up, and I think Houston's been playing some pretty damn good defense, and Stroud's been awesome. So, like, I'm going to take my chance here. I think the Texans win this game. I'm taking the Steelers on the money line, but I'm taking the Texans with the points. I think this is a very close game. I love that pick, though. Love it. Rams at Colts. Colts minus one and a half. I'm going to take the Rams here. Money line. Me too. Matt Stafford should be able to. I'm surprised by that line, though. That line is kind of weird, but I'll take the Rams. Very, here. very weird. Very Another one where I'm just looking at it sideways because I'm like, yeah, how are the Colts like, favorite against Sean McVay, Matt Stafford? How? Unless they, they're going off last night's blunder or uh, I game. I, I, I don't know either. Colts look all right, though. They look they do look all right. I, I, I'll give them credit. Yeah. They actually have looked like a formidable team. Vikings minus three and a half at the Panthers. I'm going to go Vikings here. They they have to have it. This is I got the Vikings outright. I got the Vikings both ways as well. There's no reason they should lose to the Panthers. There's no way. Bucks at Saints. Saints minus three. I got the Saints minus three. I think the Saints always have the Bucks number in New Orleans. It's just one of those things. Um, I, I'm going to go with the defense here with the Saints. I'm taking the Bucks. Jameis Winston is not beating Tampa Bay's defense. I don't believe in Jameis Winston. I think he's cooked. I think last week is what what Jameis Winston is. Give me the Bucks outright. Baker Mayfield goes to three and one. I get it, bro. But the Saints play so weird with the Bucks in the regular season. It's just it's 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 really weird, dude. I, I can't now I can't really I, explain it. I want to say what happened. I, I can't explain. It. I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> Bengals minus two and a half at the Titans. I got the Bengals money line here. I don't love it, but I'll take the Titans with the points here. I got the Bengals in an absolute blowout. Mm, I don't ben, know about this that. Could be, this could be like a get right. You start feeling good. T. Higgins pops off. Jamar Chase pops off, does regular Jamar Chase things. T. Higgins goes back to doing T. Higgins things. Joe Burrow looks okay. That's The, the uh, Bengals are one of my favorite bets of the weekend. They smoked the Titans in Tennessee. I know, but the Titans just got smoked. They got Vrabel. I, they're cooked. I don't know. Their quarterback's cooked. They need cooked. a quarterback. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus six. Jimmy G is in concussion protocol. I got the Chargers minus six here. Am I thinking twice? Me too. Chargers bloodbath. Yeah. Cardinals at 49ers. 49ers minus 14. I got the Niners money line, but I'm going to take the Cardinals with the 14. Like, I, 14 points is a lot of fucking points, man. That's two touchdowns. And I learned that shit last week with Dallas and shit. So, like, I'm going to take the points here with 14, bro. I got the, four, I got the 49ers, and I'm taking the 49ers minus 14. Cardinals are coming off a Super Bowl win against the Cowboys. Beating the Cowboys like that and handling them. The 49ers are so physical. So they physical. Are. And I just think they're going to bust them up. So then the next week, when whoever the Cardinals play next week, bet that house against them. The house. The house. Too. Like, like double digits lost. The Rams. Look at the Rams. They mm. lost to the 49ers. Yeah. And what's crazy. That's a close game, though. The 49ers play Dallas, and then Dallas goes to, goes to L.A. to play the Chargers. 49ers play Dallas and say that again. Then the da then Dallas goes to LA to play the Chargers. Oh, that's a that's a that's a gauntlet right there. We'll see. We'll see. Uh Chiefs minus nine and a half at the Jets. I got the Chiefs minus nine and a half. They're gonna they're gonna perform in Broadway. Absolutely. Here's the thing: the Chiefs are gonna shut them out. 
Shut him out. The Chiefs' defense is slept on. Is a, they're a top five AFC defense. They're really good. The Chiefs. I don't think the Jets score. I'm dead serious. Wow. I would not be surprised if this was a a 31 nothing game, and Patrick Mahomes is out after the third quarter. I that that's genuinely how I feel. Seahawks at Giants. Giants minus one and a half. I got the Seahawks money line here. Uh, I got the I got an upset in New York. I don't believe in the Giants. I think the Giants are super mid. I think they're hella ass. And I like the Seahawks here, the money line. Love the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to smack them. The Giants are not in their league. Um, and the Seahawks are a really good team. Yep. And that's just that. All right, guys. That concludes episode 175. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Thank you to everybody that commented tonight. That was a lot of fun. That was great. That was some good shit right there. Theories, take it away. We'll see you guys next, uh, probably Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on X, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will see you guys next Wednesday at P&I, baby. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Put a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she trying to grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a Henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. I vision, y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Way y'all tripping, it's Aruba. I realized I had to.